Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. What's going on this week, Matt? Not too much. Another week flies by, and we're one step closer to uh, some some big soccer games going on. Uh, quick shout-out to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, a couple nights ago, beating Mexico in the CONCACAF Nations League final, right? I think that's what it was called. Yeah. This shit was crazy, dude. Everybody's saying that was like the most intense game that had everything in it. I, and we were up to like one in the morning. That game was absolutely unreal. Yeah, it was wild. It was awesome. I mean, it's nice to see. Uh, I know earlier this week I was, or not this week, um, like earlier this year, I had some, some choice words for the U.S. men's national team. But it's good to see a nice bounce yeah. back. I mean, this is a, certainly a different team than than what we're used to watching um uh, a team of your you know a team of of yesteryear would never even come close to exhibiting the the level of grit and also talent um that this young team uh did against a mexico side who were pretty strong um and i know it's not you know it's not like we won the world cup or anything like that but it's a start it's a start and um beating mexico is always like a huge a huge feat that's the second time in the last like six or seven years, I think. We took a gold cup from them. Yeah. In 2011. Like, it's been a really long time. And I think, um, I mean, Mexico pretty much dominates CONCACAF. Um, yeah. So, so they're the second largest nation besides the U.S. So it was really, uh, it was really nice to see. Yeah, I was saying like during the game, I was like the the watching Concacaf is completely different than watching uh, other nations when oh, they play. There's like it's something a lot. It's a lot more like drawn out, like just go blow for blow. Whereas like say European is more tactical and situationally aware. Where those guys are just like let's fucking go all in, give everything we got, and whatever we can do to win. Yeah. So interesting. Um, Good stuff from the U.S. men's national team, and we're going to use that to transition right into the rest of our show. It'll be a quick one, guys. Uh, Matt and I both have places to go, so places to go and things to do. So we are going to predict or at least provide you our predictions for the Euro 2020. UEFA has decided to keep the name uh, Euro 2020, even though it's going on in 2021. I figured it would be worth mentioning that they will be keeping the scheme of every four years. So even the next um, the next Euro will be in 2024. It's not like it gets pushed back to 25. So that's that's a good thing. I know it's not great for the players because they're going to be more worked, but uh, good for us as the viewer. We don't have to wait an extra year. Yeah. With that being said, is there anything you want to say before we get into group stage predictions? Yeah, I think the main thing I've been seeing a lot is player fatigue, where a lot of these bigger players play for bigger clubs and had drawn out seasons more than others. Like uh, a lot of those English players, whether they was uh, City, Chelsea, United, there's going to be a lot of players for these big nations mostly that we might see have injury problems. We already saw Trent. Uh, Alexander-Arnold for uh, England, get hurt in a friendly. Um, He's out for the Euros now, six weeks. It wasn't anything too crazy, so he'll be back from the beginning of the Premier League, thankfully. But I think we might see a a few of those uh, instances that are going to be unfortunate, but I definitely see happening throughout this tournament. Yeah, 
So we'll have to see. I mean, that's certainly a, a huge factor, um, especially after this year where everything was just so crammed tight. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. I know it like that will matter for a couple of the larger teams, and I'm sure we'll get into that um, as we go. So Matt and I are doing the tournament predictor on um, gaming.uefa.com. Um, so it's an offshoot of UEFA's like regular tournament predictor, I guess. Um, we'll be doing the group stage, and then I think there's the knockout predictor comes next, but like yeah. it doesn't, it won't let us access that yet. Yeah, we have to pick the teams in each different slot, and then it'll filler out. Then, okay, all right. So in Group A, we have Switzerland, Turkey, Wales, and Italy. Um. I think Italy should top this group. They certainly have the strongest team. Uh, they have a younger team than they've had um, in years past, but you also have a number of veterans, including Cellini and Bonucci, um, who are back there shoring up the defense. That's that's really important. It's always the defenses, I think, that matter most in international um, competition. I feel like the the teams that win the World Cup and and Euro typically have very strong uh, defenses. If you look at Portugal, who won the last Euro, um, they had a strong defense. They had, you know, Pepe back there captaining, and that was before he had left Madrid, and he was a huge factor um, in that tournament run. So for me, right. I think Italy tops the group. I think Wales are the team to come second. Um, they've had They had a decent qualifying run. And I just don't think I have enough confidence in Switzerland and Turkey as international uh, federations to to top the or even come in the the, the second spot. Um, so right. I'm going to put Switzerland third, and Turkey will be fourth. Yeah, I'm a little different. I don't think Wales has enough firing power. I think uh, Gareth Bale is their main attack and threat there. Obviously, they have the likes of uh, Daniel James, young Harry Wilson on the squad. Uh, and then they have the experience of uh, uh, Aaron Ramsey, Joe Allen, and uh, some other guys in the back. Uh, Wayne Hennessy in goal. A little throwback there to Palace days. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree with you with Italy up front first. Um, I think they might have to really rely on certain guys going forward, like your boy uh, Chiro Immobile. That guy's an absolute stud yeah, up he's top. He's a demon, dude. He's going to need support from uh, the likes of Insigne, and I think their downfall might be their... The, what some might say their strength is their experience, but with experience they kind of lose their legs That's with uh, Chiellini and Benucci. So in these knockout rounds, if they make it through, I think speed might be their downfall. Plus, their midfield isn't very bulky. They'll have Jorginho um, and other likes of from Italian players in there that I'm not too convinced about. But yeah, Italy first, uh, Turkey last. I agree, and then I'm gonna flip flop what you said. I'm gonna go Switzerland second and Wales third. But I do think. Wales will get enough points to make it uh, through as one of the top four teams that finished third. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair enough. I could definitely see that all happening. Uh, Moving on to Group B, certainly a more challenging group. Um, What's the deal with with De Bruyne before we get into this? Because he is supposed to, I think, miss the first like two fixtures. Yeah, I think he'll be out for most of the... Uh, he's definitely going to miss the first game. They're definitely going to try to rush him back. Uh, but I think they definitely can get through the knockout round without him. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Even though he's named the 
PFA player of the year, and he had such an influence on that Man City team. And I think Martin, Roberto Martinez is definitely going to want him back because he is a centerpiece of that team going forward. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely think they have enough going forward without him to get through these three teams, especially. I think they kind of lucked out. Um, their group and Group C is kind of like the easiest uh, on paper for me. Yeah. Um, Denmark, Russia, and Finland. I have Finland coming last. Not too much going on there from those guys. Sorry, but enjoy your time. Uh, Belgium top easily. I think they'll win at least two of these matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's going to be, it's kind of tough for me because Denmark is a team I'm not really too familiar with. Obviously, you have Ericsson, um, who's kind of faded out of relevancy. He made after his move from Tottenham to Inter, hasn't really done that much uh, club on the club level, but uh, they have the likes of Schmeichel and Goal. Um, they got that Joachim Anderson, who had a great year for Fulham, yeah. uh, even though they got relegated. Christensen's there. I think this is going to be a, a breakout tournament for him because uh, he's a guy built on confidence, and I think him leading that back line will help him uh, coming back to club level. I'm really looking forward to him. Uh, and then other than that, their attack's kind of lackluster for me. They have Braithwaite there. Paulson uh, too. Paulson's a fucking absolute monster. Yeah, demon. they have a couple hidden, hidden gems there, and then uh, a player to look out for is a uh, Casper Dahlberg from mm-hmm. Ajax, twenty-three year old. Yeah, um, he's definitely somebody that if he can have a great tournament, he'll make a big money move. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna go Denmark second and Russia third. Yeah, so I think we have. I think we actually have the same thing there. Hoiberg's another player to keep your eye on. This this mm-hmm, will be a mm-hmm. good a good stage for him. He's I think. an absolute rock. Yeah, he rock. he is. This will be a this will be a really um, interesting tournament to see how he plays. I think the group stage, especially coming up against some of these like shittier teams like Russia and Finland, who are kind of a mess. Um, yeah. he, he should be able to exhibit some of his skill in the middle of the park. Um, so as for me, Matt has covered a lot of the the same feelings, same sentiments uh, that I mm-hmm. have. Belgium, I have one. Denmark, two. Russia, three. And Finland, fourth. I don't think Finland has enough in the tank um, to really compete in any sense in this tournament. Uh, I guess Timo Timo Puki will be will be playing. I'm sure he's on the. My goodness. I'm sure he's on the. Yeah. Uh, he's on the roster. The Finnish team. I literally can't even think of who else would be on that team. Like, let's yeah, see. I can't. They have uh, Lucas Hideki, who I believe plays in the Bundesliga in goal. Yep. yep. Um, oh, my God. Glenn that... Kamara is on the Finnish national team? Yeah. Rangers? All right. So mm-hmm. not not a, not a ton of, of names here, right? They're, it's a solid team. It's just they're very uh, not very focused in on the media. They're not represented well across the big leagues. Yeah. So they could, they could be a, a very big dark horse. Uh, to, I, I think the best they could finish is uh, in one of those third place positions. Yeah. So the Russian national team. I want to quick say about some of those guys. They do actually have some decent players. Golovin, he's decent. They have Zuba, who's was pretty good in the uh, World Cup. And then you have guys like Smolov, who's really pacey. Um, and then you have, you know, a couple of other decent players. Mario Fernandez, solid defender. Um, and Sheryshev, who's been playing for literally four million years. I'm sure he'll be there back there defending um, yeah. as well. I just don't think there's anything like super of note. If you see any overperformance, it's going to be from their attacking, uh, attacking third. So we'll have to see. It's possible that they upset a team like Denmark. I don't necessarily think I can see them winning uh, against Belgium. They're just so strong all over the place. And yeah. even missing KDB, if it, you know, if they decide to slot Mertens in there, or if they decide to play, um, 
Telemans further up. Like they have so many options. That Belgian team, like the, the, I think they could actually compete um, for the you know the title of European champions. So we will have to see. Um, that team yeah. is mega solid, and they're managed by a great manager, of course, Roberto Martinez. You mentioned him. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Belgium, Denmark, Russia, Finland—that's the order for me. Okay. Group C, we have Austria, Macedonia, I believe that flag is, uh, the Ukraine, and then uh, the Netherlands. This one's really straightforward for me. The Netherlands are actually the only team that have like a really established world world footballing reputation already. They do have some World Cups, obviously some fantastic uh, players in the past. Some of my favorites, Bergkamp being one. Um, I think they are the ones at top of the group here. I have Austria in second. A uh, couple decent players that we'll talk about when, when you're done giving your prediction. And then I think the Ukraine come in third with Macedonia coming in fourth. I know Macedonia beat uh, Germany in World Cup qualifying, like, I don't know, what was it, uh, two months ago? Uh, that was a fluke. I didn't see anything from North Macedonia that made me feel like they would be some sort of upset threat. Um, and I know the Netherlands haven't been fantastic in terms of of uh, performance in, ter- in, a, in a national sense recently, uh, but I do think that they should be able to top this this rather weak group. Yeah, I, I agree with your rankings. I have them the same exact way. I'd say for... Um... I'll talk on Austria real quick with uh, their squad. Uh, David Alaba leading yep. the squad. Got his big move to Real Madrid, getting paid a fortune. Uh, he's their main headliner for the squad. Uh, excuse me. They have like a pretty pretty standard team. Uh, a well-rounded age gra- a gap here, middle of the road. Uh, Arnautovic is their main guy up front, uh, 32 years old. Forever. Yeah, too, not too much going forward, I'd say. I'd say they, they're a well-balanced team. Nothing popping off the paper here. A Sabitzer is really good too, actually. Like he's he's fantastic. Yeah, there's definitely a few guys. Baumgartner, he's been a guy in the Bundesliga for a long time. Like mm-hmm. you said, Sabitzer. Yeah. Um, in the back they have Liner, one of the fullbacks. There's a couple guys they have. Uh, Dragovic. They're a solid team. Most of them play in that Bundesliga area. Uh, but they're definitely a team that can really grind out results and uh, could definitely lock in that second. And if they play their card right, cards right, they get a res, uh, draw against Netherlands, and maybe Ukraine or North Macedonia could pull an upset on them. They could definitely finish first. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, we will move on to Group D if you don't have anything else for C. Um, I'd say for the Netherlands, they're definitely a team I don't see going a long way. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they have a deep enough squad. Um. A lot of young young guys that haven't really played in any of these tournaments yet, like uh, Delict. I think this will be his first Euro appearance. Uh, Aka, I didn't even realize he's 26. He'll be in the squad. Uh, their midfield, it looks solid. I think this could be a breakout time for Donny van, van de Beek if he gets his minutes in uh, with Frankie de Jong and uh, Wijnaldum, who just got his move to PSG uh, over Barcelona and Bayern. I thought that was an interesting choice. Uh, and then uh, they have Memphis Depay up top, who over the years has really developed himself and has found himself in the French League. But at the same time, I know your opinions on the French League, Farmers League. It is uh, a Farmers but, League, but I love Memphis. Don't get me, don't think, don't get it twisted. 
But yeah, he's a solid player. He's at the age of 27. He's really found himself as a player, and I think this could be a solid year uh, tournament for him to show the world that he is a a, a definite top player. All right, cool. Yeah, I think so too. And it seems like he's he's looking for a move. PSG seems to be the uh, the landing spot for him. Yeah, not going to be able to hold Mbappe, so they'll get their 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 paycheck for him and splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Ukraine. I don't. I literally know nothing about. And North yeah. Macedonia, like I said, I mean, is it even worth covering them? Uh, mm-hmm. It's always fun to see like those really tiny countries get an upset win. So it'll be cool yeah. to see. Um, I'll be rooting for them regardless. I don't really have any rooting interest in the Netherlands or Austria. Um, so this is one of those groups where I literally have no stock. Like none, none of my favorite right. players or players I support or I don't have any heritage there. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll move on to Group D. Now this could be an interesting group. I do think yeah. that. It's hard for me to say that I am certain that England will be at the top of the group, but I actually think because of the youth that they have in this squad, which was not present in the last European squad, I think that they can actually top Group D. So I have England first, Croatia second, because Croatia is aging now. You know, they had a great performance in the World Cup, but they are aging and they did they did lose. Right. Um, so I have England first, Croatia second, Scotland third, and the Czech Republic fourth. Okay. Yeah, I I wasn't too sure about the the bottom two in their order. Yeah. Um, I feel like Scotland can pull off some low upsets here. They have solid players with uh yeah Kieran Tierney. Uh, they got Liam Cooper from My guy. Leeds. McTominay in the middle of the park with a uh, uh, Billy Gilmore. He made the squad. Good to see from him. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even realize Che Adams is Scottish. Yes. So, so they have definitely a team to really build around there. But I don't know if it's going to be enough because I have them third right now and check in last. Um, only the top four third place teams move on to the knockout stage. So they're going to need at least one big uh, result over um, Croatia and England to get enough points. I think any third place team that gets four points uh, is guaranteed to move on. But I don't know if they can pull it off. That may be over Croatia, uh, but the England squad on paper for me is probably like top three in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, like, they're in their window, right? You know the, yeah. you know the term, right? The window. And they're mm-hmm. in their win-now window, and if they don't right now, uh, they might have, like, one more tournament. They might have the World Cup next time um, to capitalize on Kane's prime. But then once he starts to go out of his prime and they're looking for a new striker, everything will fall apart. And that's always what happens, really, with England. Um, We heard that it's coming home uh, last World Cup. It didn't come home. They got knocked the fuck out. Um, But I think that they are actually here to do a job uh, in this tournament. I think they're solid all over the park. Really, the goalkeeper thing is the only thing that I think could be a problem, but... We'll see. I think Dean Henderson will be the the starter, right? That seems to be the seems to be what's going to happen. Yeah, he's been named the number one. And I'll say this: the their midfield, all their midfield and forwards on the roster. Um, there's only one. Uh, there's only three of them out of the out of the thirteen of them that are above the age of twenty five. So yeah. they have a very young, young attack. Squad. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. A lot of these guys, like uh, I mean, you have Phil Foden, Saka. Uh, Bell Illingham, Mason Mount, uh, Jaden Sancho's 21. He's younger yeah. than Mount. That pace like, is going to be fucking blistering. 
the the hardest thing for Southgate is going to be what is the right formation and what is the right player set because um, there's I mean you can make an argument for almost every one of these players to be in the starting eleven. I would just throw uh, nine it, players forward and let them go. Exactly. It's like I'm sure they'll come out in a standard four three three and play out of that because Harry Kane plays best alone up top. Uh, yeah. He's a good f- facilitator to the wingers, which I'm sure Rashford will be one of them guaranteed. But um, there's so many different things he can go with. So I'll be, I'm very excited. Um, I don't think their first game is until Monday or something. Yeah. Because the first games are this Friday. So um, I'm really excited to see how he comes out. Yeah, that team is so deep. I just don't see there's I I don't see any other outcome than England being on top of that group. They they open up Sunday at nine AM against Croatia. So we're That's gonna awesome. see right off right out of the gate how, how certain are they. Awesome. Okay. Um yeah, Croatia, like like I said, quickly, um, I'll go over, you know, some of their, their aging players. You have Modric, who is the heart and soul of that team for sure. Um, and then you have a couple of other guys, you know, Mandzukic, um, he's another one. He was decent uh, in the World Cup, but he's certainly getting up there. You have Rakitic, aging, Perisic, aging, Kovacic, he's a he's a really uh, solid player in the middle of the park. And then you have some other guys, Brozovic is another one, midfielder. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily convinced about their defense, but they do have some other Solid players up top. Petkovic is one. And then Orsic, who plays for Dynamo Zagreb, I think. He's a really dynamic, super quick, super snappy player. Uh, keep your eye out for him. Uh, I'm actually surprised he, he hasn't gotten a move to to one of the bigger leagues yet. But, um, yeah, I, I think that they can certainly get themselves into second. Um, but you know, an upset by Scotland or two upsets by Scotland, you, know, you never know. Um, their, their win window is certainly over in my opinion. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, group E is up next. Now this is the only group where I have actual stock. Sweden is the team that I'm rooting for. I am half Swedish. Uh, Ireland didn't make the tournament cause they suck and they always manage to fuck it up. Uh, just like the U.S. failing to qualify, so Sweden, my guys, uh, they are they are the ones that I'm rooting for. Now, this is a really tough group. It's not the group of death. I'd say Group F is the group of death. That's the last one. Sad. Press F to pay respects. Ironically, mm-hmm. um, this is a really really hard group. Now, Sweden played excellent in the World Cup. They overperformed yeah. for what they had for sure. They were very. Did they solid. make it into the. Did they were in the, the quarters. Yeah, yeah, they were in the quarters. Um, they beat Germany in a. I was at work, dude. It was one of the most electric games ever. I wore my jersey to work. It was amazing. Yeah. I was still big back then. I had my full beard mm-hmm. too. I looked like a Swede. Um, so I think that Spain are the team, um, kind of to beat. Because of their reputation in Europe, they are yeah. multiple time um, international champions in World Cups and the Euro. So I don't know if Sweden are are going to be you know at the top of the you know in the one spot, but I do think that they're capable of getting the two spot. I have Poland one, Sweden two, Spain three, and Slovakia four. I don't think. Oh. I actually don't think Spain get out of the group. 
that is far from what the the general pick was. Oh, I know. I don't yeah. think they get out of the group. I actually don't. I I'm, I definitely agree with you that I'm not convinced on Spain. I'm just I've been looking at the squad while you're talking. They do not have any attack power. That I I'm I know. Convinced. That's why. Uh, they have a youngster, Pedri, 18. I think he's a Barca. Yep. Um, the two guys from La Liga that are decent. Uh, Morata. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy, your boy Traore made the squad from oh, Wolves. Fraud. Uh, Fernand Torres going forward. Um, they have a solid like holding mid core. You have Busquets who I think confirmed covid so i don't know how long he'll be out see ya. um they may i think it's just him on the squad um tiago coke rodri in there so they have a solid like and i just i was while you were talking i was shocked uh laporte is on the squad even yeah. though i thought he was french no he just signed over like literally two weeks ago wow just so he could start I yeah <laughs> yeah um because ramos didn't make the team so that's why yeah um uh, and then Eric Garcia, who just moved back to Barcelona, I think he yep. has a release clause of four hundred million pounds. Yep. Uh, Aspi, uh, absolute club legend at Chelsea, and Jordi Alba, thirty-two, I think is the yeah he's the joint oldest. Him and yeah. Busquets are the oldest there. Yep. Um, and then De Gea in goal. So and then uh, Robert Sanchez from Brighton. He's a backup goalie. Happy yep. to see him on there. Um, so yeah, I'm not totally convinced on them. I was definitely thinking about putting Paul in first. Yeah, I have. I love Lewandowski up there, but yeah. I just don't know how deep their squad is. I think right now Lewandowski's probably the top three, maybe even top two best strikers. Yeah. Um, up there with Holland and Mbappe. Yeah. But I just do not know how deep their squad can go here. And I don't know if they had that experience, but um I think I'm gonna go with the standard just to be safe. I'm gonna go Spain one, Poland two. Uh, Sweden three, and then Slovakia last. I'm yeah. not totally convinced on Sweden. I do like some of the key players they have on their team. Um, I know they have a young Isaac up top. Yeah, I forget where. I think he used to play for Dortmund, but moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Olsen and goal. Uh, Lindel off in the back. He's going to be really showing um, his leadership back there on his own now, not having Maguire holding his hand. Um, other than that. Uh, they have Forsberg. I recognize that name. Sebastian my, Larsson's on the squad. That's my demon. Emil Forsberg's my favorite player. My I don't know Swiss how. Player. I don't know how Seb Larsson made this squad at 36, but Unreal. he's probably going to be the captain. And then, uh, other than Isaac, they have Marcus Berg up there. So um, they're definitely, obviously, capable of pulling off some upsets. I'm definitely and Ibra, dude, he's in the team. He is, yeah. So he's definitely going to be in there too. So uh, I definitely see them making it through into the knockout round because this this group will be very competitive yeah i i will be like super curious i'll be watching this um with my eyes peeled i think this is going to be one of the better groups i really like watching poland play i've watched a lot of their their qualifying matches um not seen a lot of sweden uh in terms of qualifying this year it's hard to find some of the qualifying games Right. But from what I've seen with Spain, like they're very slow. And that midfield, if you look, if you look at the midfield, it is extremely slow. Um, they're lacking pace. They are not lacking experience though. So it's all about, you know, how how the, the tournament kind of dictates itself. Sometimes you see teams with more experience play better, sometimes you see teams with more talent play better. So we'll have to see. I think the World Cup, you saw play, you saw talent um sort of outshine the experience and i think growing up we were watching an era where experience was actually more important 
when I think about the Italian teams and the Spanish teams, like you had guys that were playing in their late thirties or mid thirties that were just dominating still. Uh, PK and Sergio Ramos come to mind. They were in their mid thirties when Spain were like, well, early thirties, maybe when Spain were super dominant, same with David Silva. And those teams were unfucking believable. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think this will be one of those tournaments where individual talent shines through. Uh, we'll see if I'm proven wrong, but, uh, yeah, I have Poland one, Sweden two, Spain three, Slovakia four. We'll have to see. I could be totally wrong. Um, yeah. but, but we will move on to the nightmare. I, I don't even think, um, is, is Slovakia even worth talking about? I don't know anything about them. Nah. Okay. So yeah, we'll move on to group F, which is our group of of death. I'm going to start from the bottom here. Hungary, you're not making it through. Oh, um the only player the only player I know that you have is Gulasi, the uh keeper for Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah. Um so I don't really know any other players um than him and then the rest of this. I mean, this is an absolute toss up. I am it's, a, it's so unfortunate that they're all in there together because if I know. They, any of them could win the group. Any of them could win the tournament, these three teams. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. So for me, I'm going to give you what I have, and then we'll have a discussion about why I have it. But I have France won, World Cup champions, also just unbelievably stacked. Like in every single position, they have two of the best players in the world. Like It's just unreal. They have everybody they could possibly want. Two, I have Germany, who I think are bouncing back after a brief rebuilding period. Three, I have Portugal, because Penaldo yeah. and, and the gang are, are frauds. Mm. Even though they won the last Euro. I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That was like t- a million years ago. I guess. On bullshit, too. That was a fluke. Yeah, I agree with you. France won. Uh, sucks for Hungary, because I'm, I'm Hungarian a little bit in there. So oh, those, those guys absolutely get shafted. Rip, but. dude. Uh, I'm on the opposite with you. I got Portugal two, Germany three. Okay. I I was just looking at the three squads, and I think Portugal have a fucking stacked attack. Yeah, they they forward. actually do. It is. Solid. I think w- with the likes of Bruno Fernandez, because we've never seen this before. We've never seen him play with Ronaldo um, at this level. So True. it's gonna be interesting to see their dynamic. Um, and then the supporting cast of Bernardo Silva. Um, they'll have uh. Diego Jota, he's, he's you said he was one of the best uh, buys from this year. Yeah. Um, he's in there. Jao Felix being shadowed over by Ronaldo, obviously, just like pretty much all these players. So it'll be interesting, that dynamic with him and how all these players play with him. And I think that their defense looks absolutely peak. Um, yeah. Jao Cancelo and Ruben Diaz back there, absolute studs for Man City this year. I think they carry that over. Um, Pepe's 38 years old. Uh, Jose Dude, Fonte, 37. So old. Questionable. Um, so I don't know. I think any game they're in is going to be an absolute barn burner because of their attack and their defense is really going to have to rely on a Felix or on a Diaz and Cancelo. Um, Germany, I think Chelsea, the Chelsea drama with Werner and Havertz is going to carry over. I think his, his bullshit is going to continue. I think they're going to have key situations that he's just going to miss. It's tough for me to say that because their team is fucking stacked. Yeah, Moeller in these tournaments is absolutely for. He's unreal, dude. He just like comes out of his cocoon and scores fifteen goals and then goes back into hibernation every year. 
it's just tough because the more we talk about it, the more I could flip flop these in any direction. Yeah, um, but, that's true. But I, I definitely see France finishing one. So that's how I see it. This Germany team is full of absolute studs, dude. Defensively, yeah. I think it could be sus, but the amount of talent they have going forward, if they actually put Timo, Kai Havertz, Leroy Sané, and Nabry in every lineup, I actually don't I don't see how they don't score three goals every game. There is yeah. so much there's so much foot skill and pace in those just in those four players. That's mm-hmm. not even that's not even counting the middle of the park where you're gonna have Gundogan who's coming off an unbelievable season. Guys True. like Muller who could be playing in I don't know I don't know if it's gonna be a false nine because sometimes he does play center forward he excels yeah. there. Um, I, I have no idea what they're gonna come out with, but I think that they're the middle of their of their team could be really really solid too. You have Goretzka who is on so many different steroids. It's, it's, I'm not even going to talk about it now, but yeah. he, he is an absolute monster ape of a human being. He mm-hmm. used to be this tiny little skinny fuck, and now he's just massive, and he yeah. dominates. He's so, so good. And then you have Ter Stegen, who's a fantastic keeper, and then Kimmich, and uh, the list goes on and on and on. And I know that, Portu- that Portugal team is is really solid as well. It's a stronger team than one- when they won the Euro last, so... Um, It'll be super interesting to see. You, like you said, you have Ronaldo, you have Fernandez, you have Jota. That's an unreal three. Then you have João Felix to put in there on top of that. Then you have a solid defense. You have guys like Jose Fonte who have been playing in, in this sort of you know competition for a long time now. Pereira, solid. Cancelo, you know, young but very solid. So we'll have to see. Renato Sanchez is another one to keep your eye out for. I know he's in France now, but... He's a sort of player that you know may be trying to earn his way back to a really expensive uh, transfer. He had one, and then you know he got sent out. So yeah, we'll have to see. But this could be a really, really, really interesting group, um, dude. If Hungary somehow qualifies, uh, I'm just done watching. So yeah, it'd be I'd be shocked if they get more than two points. Yeah, I would too. Um, but I think we've said all there is to say um about about these four teams hungry i'm sorry glossy i'm rooting for you but i just don't see it happening um so the next it actually looks like we are going to be able to predict the knockout stage so we'll move through this Um, well we have to we first got to pick out of the six third place teams we have to pick four that are going to move on yeah i have mine so i want to hear yours first though all right so i know earlier i said scotland but the way it worked out i don't see them moving on okay um so wales I come have coming out of Group A. Okay. I think that group's going to be very tight, as well as Russia. Yeah. I think those will be very tight groups, especially between second to fourth. I think they'll steal points off each other. Um, Sweden, and then obviously Germany. So those are my four. All right, cool. Uh, I have Switzerland coming out of Group A. Like we said, I think Switzerland and Wales are kind of interchangeable. Um, so you have Wales coming out of there in Group A. I have Switzerland. Yep. Um, then I have Scotland coming out of Group D. I'm going to show okay. Scotland some love. Um, Spain I have coming through, obviously, in Group E because I do think it's a tight group. Um, and then I have Portugal coming out uh, of Group F. And like I was, it was so easy for me to pick them. I have no qualms All with right. any of them. So I think I think our round of sixteens might be a little little bit different. I don't know. Yeah, because you have Scotland in there, and like it'll be interchangeable. So we'll go through it. Okay. 
Um, I'm pressing continue now. So in my first matchup in the round yeah. of 16, I have Belgium and Spain. Uh, I'm picking Whoa. I'm picking Belgium to go through that. And then in the other one, I have Italy and Austria, which I'm picking Italy to go through. And then I, should we all just should we just go through all of our round of 16 matchups? I think let's just go two at a time. Okay, that's like good. You do two, and I'll do two. Okay, go ahead. So, so your first one was Belgium and Spain. That's a fucking tough one at the start. Yeah, that'll be awesome if that happens. But mine is Belgium and Sweden. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think Sweden will have enough to beat this Belgium team. De yeah. Bruyne should be back by this point. I think Belgium walk them. Um, and then I have Italy and Austria as well. Um, it might be a very close match here, but I do see Italy getting the upper hand on them. Okay. Uh, next one I have is France versus Switzerland. Could be an interesting one. I'm going to pick France, though. They're my favorites. Uh, I think that they're eventually going to win the tournament, so I have to pick them. The next one I have is Croatia and Sweden, which could be extremely interesting. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is one of those matchups where I think the teams are, in, in terms of like um, pace and attacking prowess, kind yeah. of matched up. So... If we're gonna see Ibra, I know he's he's had some sort of injury thing, and I don't know like if he's how much he's gonna be playing. If we yeah. see Ibra, I want to give the edge to Sweden, but I don't know if we're gonna see him. Right. Um. I think for my own sake, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Sweden here. I don't think Croatia are the real deal anymore. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So you had France and Switzerland. Um, like you said, Wales and them are interchangeable. So if Wales takes their place from me. France is just going to overpower Wales. I definitely do not see them holding up here. Um, and Golo Kante in the middle is the best midfielder in the world right now. Absolute stud. Um, so they'll move on. And then uh, Croatia and Sweden you had. I have Croatia, Poland. Okay. But I, I agree with you. I don't think Croatia is the real deal here. I'm going to move on with Poland. Awesome. Next thing I have is Poland versus Scotland. Um, in that one, I'm going to pick Poland. I think Scotland are not quite there. I don't think they'll ever be there. I think Poland are a much stronger team um, all over, so I'm going to have to go with them. And then the next matchup I have is England versus Germany. And Holy fuck. It's, uh, it's so hard, dude. This is such a hard one. I, I, picked, the, I'm, I picked these like a jackass because I'm, I'm giving myself such hard fucking... Um, so early. I know, and that's that's the thing. It's so early, so oh, I actually have no idea. Like, I have no idea how how to uh, how to pick this. This game would be at Wembley, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. it's is it coming home? Uh, I'm gonna give the edge to England because I think oh. be, being at Wembley actually and. Um, there's, it's supposed oh, no, to, it's supposed to be 25% fans, which isn't a lot, but those English fans are fucking insane. So yeah. I'm going to give the edge to England. I think they, uh, they beat Germany out. All right. Um, my first matchup here is a rematch from the knockout stage of the last world cup, Spain versus Russia and that dramatic penalty shootout. Oh, yeah. Um, I have, I think Spain gets the revenge here. I think they should have a little bit more juice than Russia. Um, and then in the next matchup, I have England like you, but their opponent is Portugal. Um, I, I'm not like like that England Germany matchup. I'm totally not convinced about England here. I don't know if they're clutch. They have so many young players in there that have not been put on the main stage at the international level um, to where if they pulled through, um, 
I don't know because I think Ronaldo could definitely ruin a bunch of English fans' um, years here. But I think I'm going to do the same as you. I think I'm going to give England the nod, um, and I think Ronaldo is going to fall out of the tournament early here. All right, cool. Next one I have is Netherlands-Portugal. This could be another really good matchup. I'm going to give the edge to Portugal here. Uh, Matt, you've kind of convinced me on the Portugal thing. I'm kind of feeling yeah. it now. So I'm going to take Portugal over the Netherlands. And then we have Wales versus Denmark in the next, uh, in my final round of 16 matchup. And I'm going to take Denmark. I just don't think Wales have enough in terms of pace in the middle of the park um, to get it done versus Denmark. Denmark are certainly a more talented team, more seasoned team. Um, those guys get more reps. Wales, a couple of the guys get reps. I love Joe Allen. He's one of my one of my all-time FIFA favorites. But uh, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Portugal, or with, with Denmark, rather. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, in my leg, I, I have Netherlands as well, but their opponent will be Germany. I think mm. Germany get them here um, easily. I don't think the Netherlands has the, the the depth as Germany does. Uh, and then in my next matchup, I have Switzerland-Denmark. Um, I think Switzerland is going to be a solid team here. Um, I think they can sneak through here against Denmark, who's not a, a, a powerhouse squad. Um, definitely something they would look forward to. Uh, in the round of 16. So I think they move on to face Germany in the uh, final eight. Okay. Awesome. Back to the top. Yep. Um, I have Belgium and Italy in my first corner final matchup, and I'm going to go with Belgium straight up. They're a better team. They have more They have more class. Defensively, I don't know if they're as solid, but offensively, they have way more threats. Um, you're really kind of just relying on Insigne and uh, Immobile on that Italian team. So I'm, I'm going to give Belgium the edge here. In the next matchup for the quarterfinals, I have France and Sweden. As much as I would love to say Sweden win, I do I'm not think been. they're beating France. So I'm going to put France, um, and that'll be a, bel- uh, a battle in the semis between two neighboring countries, Belgium and yeah. France. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you do your top semifinal one. Yeah, I have Belgium and Italy as well. I think Belgium get the leg here. I think Lukaku's going to run over all of his uh, teammates in there uh, from Italy. I think that'll be easy for them. And then uh, my opponent for France instead of Sweden would be Poland. And I think France do the same thing as they would to Sweden. I think they roll them there too. It's just, it's so tough to, to go against them here because of the squads and the players. Just it's stacked. Yeah, that's true. Uh okay. Next thing, my my bottom bottom half of the quarters. I have Poland and England playing each other. I think England come through. I think they beat Poland. Lewandowski is kind of doing this alone, honestly. And I don't think he always. Yeah, like uh, yeah, true. Uh, I don't really think that just Lewandowski can beat that entire like crazy young buzzing uh, English group of players. And then I have Portugal versus Denmark, which I have Portugal coming out of. Um, and then we're, we're we got the final up next. Um, so yeah, I think England. I have England, Spain here. I think England win again. Um, it's gonna be so tough for them to win these games because they don't have the track record of doing well in these tournaments. Um, I don't even remember the last time they won a Euro. Yeah, um, must have been a while ago. But I think they do it over Spain here. Um, and then my next matchup is Germany-Switzerland. I think Germany get the job done. So it, it puts us both in an interesting semifinal matchup. All right. Um, and then we have our semis. So 
Belgium versus France and England versus Portugal. I think France beat Belgium. Um, this could go the other way too. Like I actually definitely think Belgium will be in a semifinal. Their their team is just too good. Um, but I do have France coming through it. And then on the bottom half, I have England beating Portugal. So it'll be a France-England final for me, which that game will be at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I'm not totally convinced entirely on how Belgium's defense will hold up against this French attack with the likes of uh, Mbappe, Griezmann. Um, you could definitely throw Giroud in there to throw a wrench into their plans. Yep. It's a completely different style player. Their defense is solid. Varane in the back kind of overrated at times, um, but they have other players in there as well to help him. Um, so yeah, France in the final. And then in the other leg here, um, a, a historical one, England-Germany. Um, my gut instinct says to go with England, but at the same time, with that clutch factor and knowing how to manage these moments, I think Germany has a lot more players that are used to these situations um, having to clutch up. but. I'm just going to roll with the tide. I think it's going to come home into this final matchup like you. I'm going to go with France-England. All right, cool. I Actually, that's that's hilarious that we wound up in the same exact thing, France-England in the final. Different different roads to get there, um, but the same finished product. And you think France win or England win? I mean, right away I click France because okay. yeah, me too. I, I can't see... I shouldn't say I can't see, but... With N'Golo Conte coming off the year he had in the middle, he plays the role of two players in there, which for Paul Pogba in there gives him so much more freedom to go forward, and that's where he thrives. Um, they have other guys like Lamar, uh, Kingsley Coman, who we kind of forget about, absolutely dominates at Bayern. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Mbappe factor. And Benzema. Benzema's there. Benzema is one of the most underage strikers. Um, he could definitely play a factor into helping assist those guys. Um, it's just going to come down to who's willing to put it on the line. And I definitely do see think England can do that. I think with Mount and Foden, guys coming off the years they've had can really inject uh, some adrenaline into this team and some grit and show those older guys that we, we've been there. We played at these big stage moments recently in the Champions League final. Um, we can grind out results. Uh, but I just think France overpower them. And I'm going to be just like the mainstream crowd. I'm going to pick the overall favorite, which is France. All right, cool. We are in agreement. Um, by the way, Brendan Aronson just scored for the men's national team a few moments ago. And then DK nice. just hit one off the post. So um, the U.S. men's national team is turning a goddamn corner, it looks like. Yeah, I, I needed to see consistent results. To I, Like I said after that Mexico win, I, I was absolutely excited about it. Yeah. But it's got to be consistent. We can't we can't win a huge game like that and then do a repeat of the World Cup qualifiers where we fucking choke against Trinidad or Jamaica. Yeah, I know, but... That, that, that should not be happening. And I think that for the Gold Cup, they're going to change up the squad. They're going to take a lot of MLS guys just um, before World Cup qualifiers come around. They're going to really... Uh, is going to see how many MLS guys he wants to bring, yeah. who he wants to bring back from that team. And at the end of the day, you need to have the best of the best on that team. Yeah, I agree. And we are producing better players now. And also taking yeah. taking players from that would otherwise be going to other countries, like Yunus, yeah, like Yunus Musa and guys like that. That's a huge thing. 
that's been a huge thing the past decade the the dual citizenships and guys changing things like i never i didn't even see that laporte thing happen like things can just happen out it of just the happens way. like diego costa did it like it happens all the time so yeah all right guys that's uh that's it for us we're both picking spain to win euro 2020 i actually think that that's a pretty good shout i i think that um i'll be placing my my future bets and I actually cannot wait to gamble on the Euro. I'm so excited. Um, yep. it'll, be, it'll be such a blast. Yep. First game is Friday. Opening up Turkey, Italy, 3 o'clock. Yep. Which eh, could be interesting. But um, I'll be curious to see how Italy plays. I'll, I'll pretty much be watching it for them. Uh, so everybody, keep your eyes peeled for more Euro content. Matt and I will be, I guess for the next couple of weeks, kind of recapping the games that we watch and going over some general sports news. Um, nothing really too exciting going on, but we are certainly excited, um, I'd say, for, for the Euro for sure. Um, yeah. so, so be ready. Keep your eye out for content. Um, that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, guys, make sure you check out our socials at Post20 on Instant Twitter. Uh, follow us on all of our streaming platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Um, and also, if you're a visual user uh, or if you like watching the videos, I should say, check out our YouTube, yeah. uh, Post20 Podcast, or Post20. Um, hit the subscribe button, notification bell. Be notified whenever we produce uh, new content, whether it's a format like this or long drawn out episodes or. If in the past you guys have seen one of our live streams during games, we might, we may be able to do a stream for one of the bigger games. Who knows? We'll see in the future. But um, other than that, uh, it's I love the month of June because things like this will happen, especially in a year like this with the Euros. And it's both of our we were both born in June. Um, on my birthday is the fifteenth, which is next week, and okay. we have some stack. We have Portugal, Hungary, and then the France Germany game. So I'm gonna be loving it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good times around here right now. A lot of good things in the sports world. Uh, a lot of good things everywhere else. Uh, so yeah, thanks guys for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Take care, everybody.